You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today we're going to be talking with Kevin Harlander from First Light. And they have some new products that they have introduced this year, and they got a couple products that haven't been introduced quite yet, but he talks a little bit about what's coming uh, later this spring. And I really like talking with Kevin because he kind of breaks down the process of how they introduce their uh, new products. And what I mean by that is everything from the design or identifying what kind of garment, uh, what kind of demographic that they are looking into uh trying to fill like a niche whether that's a jacket or a pant or an insulation layer or a rain jacket like you'll hear or a rain system like you'll hear they talk about the durability and one of the questions and another thing i like about this is i asked them a pretty t- tough question um in the past first light and their durability has come into question but he answered that and pretty much assured assured us that 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 problem was identified but then also fixed so it's cool how um, we get this you know we have a product that gets built people use it 
that information comes back to the manufacturer and then they fix any type of problems uh, you know from from their user base so it's a really awesome episode and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it before we get into today's episode though I just want to send a shout out to the partners here at the uh, at the hunting gear podcast and hunt stand so right now if you have let's see here if if you're looking for a way to document or journal all of this information that comes in on a given hunt whether that is deer sightings or you um, you found a scrape or a rub line or some really good bedding or you have some tree stands out in specific areas or you want to know what the name of the landowner is or you want to go into a piece of public that you've never been before and you want to look for terrain features and, and use uh, topo lines and things like that. If you want imagery that is on a, you know, a, on a monthly rotating cycle, uh, you want spring, ver- or spring or summer versus fall and winter type pictures for satellite imagery. And each one of those different mapping options allows you to see the land uh, kind of from a different point of view, and that's one thing I really like about using Hunt Stand is they have so many different uh, bait, like baseline map options you can put all your information on, uh, drop your pins on, and, and things like that. So, if you want to find out more information about Hunt Stand, all of its functionality, how you can use it, I mean, I use mine almost every day, specifically this time of year when I'm I'm scouting, I'm doing my e scouting on public lands that I've never even hunted before. I, uh, I would definitely check that out. And then I'm trying to, I'm trying to think here. Um, you know, the discount code hunt stand has a discount code and it's for 20% off. And I think a, a whole year costs 30 bucks in the first place. Then you can get 20% off by using the discount code SN20. And, uh, so go check out hunt stand at hunt stand, huntstand.com. Awesome hunting app. And lastly, we have the average conservationist apparel, a lifestyle brand t-shirts hats hoodies uh these guys are have some amazing very comfortable very soft uh very durable clothing hats hoodies i wear a average conservationist t-shirt about three times a week i have my favorite hat gets worn almost on a daily basis I'm, i'm cycling through two right now i have a nice hat that i go out to eat with and then i have a work around the house hat that has the sweat lines in it and it has you know a little paint on it and dirt and things like that when i go and check trail cameras or i'm out in the woods so the cool thing about the average conservationist is that they give 10% of all of their profits to some form of conservation effort. So this means not only are they talking the talk, but they're walking the walk. And uh, man, for someone like me, that's very important that a company gives back to the natural resource that they make their money off of. So huge shout out to the average conservationist and you can go to their website, theaverageconservationist.com and uh, discount code NFC10 and you can save 10% from the average conservationist. All right, let's get into today's, I guess it's a, it's a hunting clothing, it's first light specific, but hunting clothing, hunting gear type of uh, BS session with Kevin Harlander from First Light. All right, on the hunting gear podcast with me today, Mr. Kevin Harlander from First Light. How we doing, man? Good. Hey, thanks. Glad to, glad to be here, man. And been a little bit since we chatted and happy to jump on and talk some gear. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get into all that first light stuff here in a second, but okay. 
you guys are where are you guys based out of montana no we're actually based out of haley idaho idaho so, okay. um the original original office and hq was up in ketchum idaho we just recently moved about 10 miles down the road um just to you know get a get into a bigger space because we've been growing so so rapidly um so yeah we're based in south central idaho and that's kind of the heart heartbeat of our business is is being uh so accessible to uh, to the places we love to enjoy and test our gear. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so it's spring. What's the turkey situation in Idaho? It's really interesting, man. Idaho has a great turkey population, but where we're at, um, you kind of have to travel quite a bit. We sort of sit in this a uh, little bit of a high desert plateau, so to speak, and then we're surrounded by mountains everywhere else. So you have to go up either to uh, Northern Idaho and the panhandle and, and South of there a little bit. And then, uh, also East and West of where we're at. So we have to travel a little bit to get to them, but, um, it's really the only species we don't have, like literally in our backyard. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to be start chasing them here on the 15th of, of April and we'll be kind of all over the state. And then obviously some, some States close to us and nothing like hunting Western turkeys, man. It's just a blast. Yeah. And what are those Merriams for you guys? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool, man. Uh, and so outside of your door, all the mule deer and elk you can want, huh? That's right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good country for that. We know we've got a few pretty decent zones right around our office and we're, we're able to, it's kind of funny, man, near an elk season about three o'clock or so, everybody's got their, their gear on and their, the, the doors swinging pretty early during uh, <laughs> September <laughs> all the way through the end of the year. I feel you. Yeah, pretty fortunate to live in this place. You know, and that's the thing. A lot of guys could sit there and go, well, you know, it's product testing, right? Right. So, I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I'm, I wish I could do that. I have to like schedule everything in advance, and if if I want to step away from the computer and uh, and try to make it out, because I got you know, I got too many kids, and I got to run the network and all this stuff. But oh yeah, but I when I do get to go. I like, I just disconnect and go, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah we're pretty fortunate here to be able to, to just jet out. And then, um, myself and a few other guys spend quite a bit of time on the road, um, kind of doing the job and across the country. And so we're, uh, we're pretty fortunate to be able to come home and, and, uh, live in a place where we can still access the, the woods and the, and the timber and the mountains, like right out the door. It's, it's a pretty spectacular place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, the, the last time we spoke, we kind of got the origin story uh, on First Light and how sure. the whole company came about. Before we get into like all the new stuff and a little bit of the process leading into, you know, product testing and, and design, I've had, I, I ask a lot of questions to the listeners of not only yeah. this podcast, but all, all the other ones. All right. And one thing, and this may be, this may be a Band-Aid rip uh question right off the bat but I, I have a feeling you're going to be able to answer it one of the only complaints that i've ever heard about first light has been that some of their their gear is not as durable and that was this, this was a long time ago this isn't recent but this was a while ago have did you guys ever address that and how did you address that if if in fact it was uh, an issue for you guys yeah that's a great yeah, that's a great question. So um, I'll, I'll back up by saying, you know, we, we were founded in this mentality of creating the world's best base layer, yeah. right, uh, with Merino Wool. And the, we're the first company to really print camouflage on a base layer and make that applicable across multiple pursuits and categories. But 
I think the biggest thing that we've, as we've grown is, uh, you know, we've grown into outerwear and uh, pants and accessories and things like that. So uh, our, our mentality was always built around this idea of light and fast because we wanted to use this stuff in the mountains where we, you know, we're backpacking five to seven days and, and spending a lot of time living out of the backpack. But, you know, as we've grown, we've, we've understood that not everybody gets the opportunity to hunt that way. So obviously there was some issues with long lasting durability in terms of uh, pieces of gear that weren't really made to be, um, you know, thrashed through thorn bush in, in the South, or maybe you're cutting tree stand lanes um, in the thick shit in Iowa. Um, so we really addressed that in the last two years. And you can see that come to fruition in, in all of our outerwear, specifically um, our line of pants. So we've, we've come out with a, a line of pants called the Foundry lineup, which basically is, is arguably some of the toughest pants in the market. Um, the, the Obsidian Foundry on the, on the one end of the spectrum, all the way to the Corrigate Foundry in the middle, and then the Catalyst Foundry on the, on the other hand on the other side of that spectrum there, just to, to really meet Western hunters uh, with a pair of pants that can take them, um, you know, from early antelope season all the way through the end of mule deer and, and into some of those later seasons in the West. And then respectively, uh, on the whitetail front, we've, we've certainly addressed that in our outerwear because the age-old conundrum is always, how do you make something super warm and silent but also durable? Right. Um, so we've, we've addressed that in, in all of our outerwear, specifically with the Catalyst Sanctuary and, and Solitude kits. Um, and really, the, on the other hand of the spectrum, or other side of the spectrum, we've really had to sort of educate our customer and educate hunters in general about how to, how to layer correctly so you're protecting you know, some of those less durable layers like merino wool, um, but also staying comfortable in the field for days on end. And um, so we've certainly addressed it. And, and obviously, we, we listen to our customer quite quite honestly. Like uh, they're, they're the sounding board for a lot of our uh, development and, and process and you'll continue to see some really interesting uh, durability stories uh, coming out in fact in 2022 this year then as we progress into 23 and 24 and 25 that's really going to be the emphasis of our of our planning and and uh, our product development is looking at how do we make things that are both uh, functional durable uh, and applicable across different pursuits for different use cases how do we address you know, the silent nature of material in the tree stand, but also make things that are going to last you for years. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's something we think about every day and, and we're continually building upon. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, when one person complains about it, you, you probably get that every day, right? I don't like this. I don't like this sure. or whatever. Any company with any product hears that. But then something happens where you start to see a consistency in a complaint or an issue with a product um, you know, and, and a lot of companies maybe have a lot of pride because they've put a lot of work and time and energy into said product and the customer finds something that's wrong with it. How do you guys like how maybe you could speak from this firsthand or maybe a, a company as whole. What's it like to like swallow pride and just admit something like that? Right. Like, oh, man, we got an issue. We got to fix it. Yeah, that's a great question you know at the end of the day the uh mantra that we come to the table with um you know every single day in product meetings and then additionally throughout um you know marketing and customer service and our leadership team is we need to solve problems for the modern hunter and that to me is the emphasis that we that we bring to every sort of conundrum or problem we face is like how do we solve this problem to make people 
be able to stay in the woods and, and in the mountains a little longer uh, and and, uh, and be comfortable. So, you know, in, in addressing the, the, the notion of swallowing our pride is we're incredibly humble and hungry at this company. Um, we have a lot of tried and true expert level hunters uh, in all categories, whether it's waterfowl and Western and, and whitetail. Um, you know, we've, we've got folks that are putting this stuff through the ringer every day, but we always come with a sense of humility in that we, for our product folks, you know, nothing is ever quite finished. We, you know, we, we recently launched, you know, new iterations of certain projects, projects and products, right. Um, to continually make those things better by both putting them through the ringer early and often before they're even available to the public. And then um, additionally, throughout a life cycle of a product, understanding how we can make it better. Yeah. Um, so really for us, like pride isn't, we're really proud of what we do here because I think we've grown to a place where we can solve uh, pretty complex problems um, in in the textile space. But at the same time, um, you know, we, we are never too big for our britches and that we're, we're never too big to say like, Oh, that's product's perfect. We always look at it in a in a really like sort of cohesive and 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 humble way to understand that everything can always be better. We can always improve, and, and that's sort of driven our development now into into our planning as we continue to to build products um, that that are going to solve problems for folks. You know. Yeah, that's a fact. All right, so. You know, we're going to get into the new products here in just a second, but in order to get to new products, you guys got to sit down. You got to say, what are we bringing to market next? What do those conversations look like for you guys? And how does uh, an idea come to like go through all the steps, not only of, hey, this would be cool, but the business steps as well. Like, can we make this and make it profitable and, and out pops a something awesome for your customer at, at something that they'd be willing to pay? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. I, I think from our perspective, you know, without going into like our proprietary product cycle and things like that is first and foremost, like our, our team, which includes the community team, the product team, everybody involved is spending a lot of time in the field, right? We're spending a lot of time with pro team athletes and um, customers that have uh, guide and outfitter businesses and things to really learn um, and understand what products aren't available to the customer or maybe who's making them from outside of the hunting space really well. Um, and just kind of thinking about, you know, what do we need uh, to both buff out a line that already exists and also bring some products to um, market that are, are smart um, and efficient. Uh, and I think you'll see that in, in some of these products coming out this year and some that have already launched. As far as the business side of the ballgame, we're, we're, we just work in lockstep departmentally across many different departments within a, a pretty large business um, to understand how do we uh, produce something for commercialization in, you know, two years time that's going to be forward thinking and, and cutting edge, but also solves a, a problem for the customer. Um, and then additionally, just, uh, you know, when it comes down to profitability, we're, we're such a um, unique in a unique position because we don't sell in retail, right? So we're able to, uh, we're, we're direct to consumer, everything's on firstlight.com. So the ability for us to be agile and, and move things around if something's not working or, or double down if something is, uh, it just affords us to be able to, um, really produce high quality products um, and, and bring great products to the customer for, uh, you know, a, essentially a, a less of a cost um, to the actual hunter, which is really one of the, the pillars and foundational uh, ethos driven conversations of our, of our company. Um, we want to be able to get people into the woods and not have to break the bank 
um, but also know that they're getting the, the best quality uh, products that are out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, from a business perspective, obviously like we're, we're a for-profit business. We're um, continuing to grow and to evolve and, and to sort of move into a, a larger leadership role in, in the hunting apparel space. Um, but I just think we have such a committed uh, ethos to, to drive product that's built smart and also uh, you know, in a, in a way that's affordable for our customer to, to get into and buy a new pair of pants every turkey season if they need to and try some new stuff out and um, be able to adjust their kit as new technologies and textiles and factories come on board. Um, that agility is just something that I, I think we, uh, it's one of our strong suits for sure. Yeah. So when you guys started, you were a pretty much a base layer company. Hey, we, we're building the foundation on base layers, right? Since then, you guys have expanded, like you mentioned, into all this other type of gear. What, who, would, who is your demographic at this point? Like, are you, are you a Western company? Are you a whitetail company? Are you a Midwest, West? You know, like, how would you break down your target market? Yeah, so first and foremost, um, like I sort of mentioned previously, like we are a high performance hunting apparel company. So we're going to give you a one-stop opportunity when you hit firstlight.com to purchase everything that you would need clothing-wise and accessory-wise um, to spend, whether you're a waterfowl hunter, um, uh, a turkey and whitetail hunter in the Midwest, or a Western-based hunter, even from you know British Columbia to Santa Fe, New Mexico, we have started as a Western company, uh, but we've built super interesting and important products across many categories. So we're not defined as, as a categorically uh, singular company. Uh, we, we've definitely branched off into um, you know other categories that are important. And the reason we're able to do that so well, Dan, is, is because we hire folks that are committed to their individual categories while understanding the overall business too. So for instance, Greg Farrell, who builds all our whitetail product, he's based in Wisconsin, right? He spends a hundred some days in the tree a year. Um, likewise, the fellow that works for me, Josh Hilliard, who runs all our whitetail community, he's based in Michigan and spends all his time in whitetail world. He's the um, man, by the way, just to let you know, he's yeah, the man. Great, great guy. <laughs> he's, uh, he's been a, a late addition. He's been here for about a year or so now, or a little less, and just hit the ground running. And But I think the, the biggest thing to consider with with the way our company's built is that we have expert level folks in each category, whether it's waterfowl, Western or whitetail to basically focus in on what they do really well. And then bring that back to an overarching business um, that really is, is set to um, provide product and, and um, experience for any level of hunter in, in North America and beyond. Um, that's, that's really our ethos. And, and that's, I think what separates us a little bit is we have expert level folks yeah. that, you know, are focused in on their categories specifically for the, for the greater good. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to speak from where I stand as far as a consumer for just a second. Sure. And you talked about special, like specialist, um, uh, specializing in a category and knowing the market and having a, you know, like having gear for whitetail hunters and having gear for Western hunters to choose from and things like that. Now, where I come from, I'm not able to buy something for just Western and something for just whitetail, right? I have a certain amount of right. money that I, I dedicate myself to every year, and that is my budget. And, and I, I am looking for products that go 
in both environments and I can use in both environments. That way I don't have, I can, you know, it's crossover. So, um, are, are, does first light offer those types of options where you can get away with both or if you're serious and like, just break that down. I think you know where I'm getting at here. Absolutely, man. And I think like if a guy is, is a multifaceted hunter, um, let's say, for, for your use case, you know, you live in the Midwest and maybe you travel out West uh, once or twice a year, or maybe it's vice versa. Multiple products across our line are built um, to basically be pursuit driven. However, they have crossover opportunity. I'll give you an example, right? Our corrugate foundry pants, which are a Western based product. Um, they, they have a, a slip in and slip out knee pad, basically a removable knee pad. A lot of guys that hunt whitetails, um, you know, once a year, but are, are focused on Western hunts specifically, those pants work great if you're going to go sit in a saddle for 10 days in November, um, you know, and, and you can layer accordingly, right? Now, on the on the other side, too, like if you're spending 150 days or whatever in a tree stand hunting all over the, all over the Midwest and South and, and wherever, um, there is product specific to uh, to whitetail that's going to be the best fit uh, for a tree stand hunter, um, you know. And then on the other side too, like the way we educate folks and the way we've built our product assortment to really focus in on layering, all of our stuff um, is going to work for multiple different pursuits, right? So you could have um, all of our merino base layers are great from uh, the the antelope hunting opener here in Idaho all the way to late season sits in Illinois uh, for their muzzleloader season or whatever it may be. That's where we focus, right? We want to make product that's categorically specific for the, for the, for the focused hunter while also offering a lot of agility across most of our product. Um, when it comes down to guys that pursue multiple things, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. If you start building your kit with first light product um, and you're going to be able to take that, across the, the country essentially. So I'm, I'm yeah. pretty confident that we can build out a kit that's going to work, um, you know, from, from coast to coast and, and border to border. You know, the, the last thing I'll say on that topic, Dan, too, is the thing that we've done really well is, um, you know, I take a, a, a simple kit a lot of different places all over the, all over the country and the world. So um, if anybody has any questions about how to, how to layer and how to, how to put your kit together on a budget, we got a great customer service team that does these things called virtual outfittings, which essentially they're going to get on a video call with you and, and kind of understand what your pursuit driven focus is and then build the best kit for you. Um, and that's, that's cer- certainly a component of our business that I think a lot of folks uh, really appreciate uh, just because like you said, there's a lot of folks like you, man. There's a lot of people that are, are dipping their toes maybe into Western uh, from Midwest standing. And then there's a lot of folks in the West that are like, you know, I really want to go try to kill the giant white tail in Kansas or whatever it is. We can build those kits for those folks. Um, and you're going to be wearing the same thing a lot of times, at least when it comes down to uh, base layers, pants, accessories. Um, you know, you might have to get a couple different jacket options for silent specific pursuits and white tail versus uh, running gun style in the West where, you know, packable insulation is a bigger deal. Um, but I'm confident you could sort of, you could fit the mold and, and, and build a kit that's going to be pretty useful across multiple, multiple states and pursuit. Yeah. And elaborating even more specifically on what you, what you just said is you guys have that, uh, men's wick hoodie, the, yeah. the, 
ultralight 150 that is yep. my base layer that one specific hoodie is my base layer pretty much on every hunt whether it's hot as shit and it's the only thing i'm wearing or it's the very first thing i put on when it's really cold out that is and and so i i'm able to use that specific piece across all hunts whether i'm out west moving around whether i'm out west sitting and glassing or whether i'm you know it's hot early season iowa or cold late season iowa rut i'm I, that's that's the piece that i am i'm rocking right now as far as the uh which it's very comfortable and it allows me to wear it wherever i want to wear it yeah merino wool is an absolutely incredible material yeah um and it's it's so functional across all different things from fly fishing in the summer to your last season sitting in saskatchewan when it's you know 25 below yeah um you just can't go wrong with starting your kit there that's for sure yeah absolutely okay so New product time, right? I think right right before we started recording, um, you mentioned something about here in a couple weeks, you're going to be launching some new rain gear. Uh, Why don't you talk a little bit about that, those pieces specifically, and then also talk about why someone needs, like, because I I was on your website here and you guys have a variety of different rain gear options. Why Why do we need more than one set of rain gear options? Yeah, and this comes down to, uh, I'm glad you asked that, because this comes down to a product-specific uh, or pursuit-specific uh, approach that we take to um, specifically, uh, you know, high precipitation areas, right? So we came to the drawing board a few years ago and, and started creating this idea around incredibly functioning and um, feature-rich rainwear uh, for somebody who's going to be spending their time in the rain we're talking pacific northwest alaska um into some of that monsoon country in arizona when um you know i know it's in the spring but maybe you get caught in a squall and it's not going to stop raining for two days this is like your ultimate um your ultimate rain wear like the absolutely torrential downpour not going to take it off all day long it's extremely hikeable um and inventable uh, you're going to see when we release it, there's a lot of feature rich um, ideation around this to make this a comfortable piece. Because in the past, like the best rainwear in the world was like Heli Hansen PVC stuff, right? Where it's like almost rubberized and, and sort of totally shut down. You can't hike in that stuff. It's just impossible. It's made for commercial fishermen, essentially. So we wanted to take the idea of a completely weatherproof system, whether it's wind, water, um, and, you know, shitty conditions. That's what that's what we wanted to build for. The last thing I'll say about it without giving away too many details, because this stuff's still launching as we speak, we're going to be coming out with it in the weeks to come. Um, this stuff is, we, we, we spoke uh, about durability. Um, we tested this stuff from Prince of Wales Island to the Bramber, or excuse me, the, like the Blackberry Bush in Western Oregon. This stuff is virtually indestructible. It is the toughest material you're going to find in a waterproof garment um, on the market today. Um, and this is going to be a piece that if somebody's going to be spending some time where it's wet, you're going to need it. Yeah. Now on the other end of the spectrum, the reason we make, uh, different kinds of rain gear is because, you know, we have this, a lot of times I'll give you an example, like in Western elk hunting, right in September, you might get a little bit of precip here and there. That's where I bring the vapor rain jacket that we currently make, where it's a, it's a packable, um, rain shell that you're going to take on and off. You might wear for a little while. There needs to be a spectrum in rainwear rainwear to basically get you through 
uh, different parts of the season and different regions. Um, so I think there's there's just a way in which we've we've sort of built out this rainwear line to cover all ends of the spectrum, um, and that's what we're after. I'm I'm really excited about this piece. I wore it a lot last year in some pretty otherwise nasty places. Um, I don't really I, I don't prefer to hunt in in downpours, but sometimes you're moving locations and you're going to get wet, and uh, this stuff is is just uh, it's the best stuff I've ever worn for sure. Um, and I've worn a lot of different rain gear from outside the hunting industry as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that look for that. You know, basically towards the middle to end of April, there's going to be a lot more information coming. But I wanted to give you guys a little sneak peek on on what that looks like. You should look at firstlight.com too. There's some teaser material there coming in the next days. Um, so that'll be a great one. Gotcha. The other, go ahead. Uh, yeah, real quick. So when I hear the word indestructible, right? Someone yeah. say, and and this can go for your your lightweight base layers you know like when when someone says lightweight some people may think not durable and then when some people hear the term indestructible they think heavy okay Mm -hmm. so what what's your your uh your rebuttal to those comments that's a good question and and also a a good argument right because when we say indestructible we're talking about what i'm speaking about our our ability to test this stuff over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and we've just put it in some situations where traditional rain gear that's super lightweight and does a great job is not going to be, um, as, as durable in, in certain situations, right? This stuff is essentially the reason I use the word indestructible is because I just, I can't seem to make it fail. Um, and, and that to me is, is a, a pretty bold statement just for the paces we put it through. Um, you know, on the other hand, too, man, is like if something does happen, if you like rip yourself on a piece of barbed wire or if you're like, you know, some sort of product failure happens, we got such a good warranty program here that we're going to take care of you one way or another. Um, but I'm pretty confident that this rainwear system we're talking about is, is going to it's going to take a lot to, to break it down and, and to and to make it into a non-functioning piece. So, you know, on the other hand, too, I think the age old conversation around like creating this unicorn product, right. That's light, breathable, packable and indestructible doesn't exist. We're trying to build that. Um, we're, tr- we're trying to push that narrative and say like, look, we're going to try our hardest to, to create products that, um, you know, essentially solve problems that we didn't think were solvable. Um, that to me is, is really the end all be all of what we're trying to do with some of this new product. When I, when I talk about durability, that's, that's, that's the next, uh, phase of first light that folks are going to see. Gotcha. All right, cool. All right. Yeah. So new hoodie that's come out. Yeah. So this is something I'm super excited about because we've been working on this for a while and basically what we're making, um, right now and what we've been working on for the last while is offering an, an additional, um, layering piece in terms of, um, when we talk about like, um, for, for lack of a better term, sort of this, this versatile piece in the kit, you know, for a long time, we had the, the Klamath hoodie um, and the Klamath quarter zip. We're still going to carry the Klamath quarter zip, which is a grid fleece. Um, essentially what we've done is we've overbuilt a traditional uh, poly base layer, right? Or excuse me, mid layer. So essentially what you got here with the origin is a, it's a hoodie designed and intended to be used um, as either a early season uh, you know, mid layer, um, or, a, a, a layering piece as your, as your season progresses. So 
just as far as product features go, it's, it's basically, um, it's built off of our incredibly successful shooters cut. So it's uh, trimmed through the sleeves so you can operate a bow and firearm without a lot of bunching. Um, features like a really integrated face mask that you can wear uh, in terms of like turkey hunting or uh, waterfowl hunting or whatever it may be. Um, additionally, you know, in the tree stand, sometimes if guys are hunting on the ground or whatever, or, or elevated in close quarters with deer, it's nice to cover up those, uh, what we call like sort of, um, these like, uh, these noses, ears, things like that, right. That can kind of like cut through camouflage and, and sort of, uh, get yourself made by, by a deer. Um, the cool part too, about this is like the way in which we built it is to layer with other things. So you got like sweet, uh, kangaroo pouches that you can get into large chest pocket. Um, the, the, the really interesting part, and this is where we kind of get into the technical features, it's powered behind this 37.5 fleece lining. And if folks aren't familiar with 37.5, it's essentially this material um, that integrates active carbon particles to basically wick moisture away from your body. Um, it's also got high Q scent control, which essentially allows that uh, poly layer, which generally in, in other product across the space, if you're, if you're working with polyester or synthetic material, it's gonna stink a lot quicker. But with this stuff, the scent control, this high Q stuff is going to basically allow that um, stink to not bind to the material. Um, so it's going to pass through and not um, and not be uh, as stinky over a, a sweaty hike or whatever it may be. Um, this is sort of the new, uh, our new push into uh, really kind of diversified um, mid layers. And I'm just really stoked about it. I wore this all last year in the tree, probably spent about I don't know, 50 or 60 days in the tree stand and then wore it across the Western space too. Um, elk hunting and, and mule deer hunting and just been really pleased with how it fits into my system. So if folks are trying to, to look to get into some mid layering stuff, that's going to keep you warm. Uh, but also, uh, you know, function pretty pro properly as a, as the functioning mid layer, this origin hoodie is, is kind of the future there. So pretty stoked about it so far. So you're, you're thinking this origin hoodie is kind of a, uh, I'll pop it on after a hike in to the tree stand or, uh, an active amount of time where you're, you're, you have your heart rate up and then you stop, you slow down, you throw this thing on. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of instances where I'm walking into the tree stand with this as, as my, uh, as my mid layer. So it's either in my pack lid or it's on my body if it's chillier. Right. Um, and that's going to get me through those like midday hours of an all day sit. Then I throw some out over the top of it to really function as, as a mid layer. But additionally, like this is the piece I'm going to use turkey hunting coming up when we open our season here in Idaho. Um, just because that mixed in with, you know, some pretty good base layers, you got a pretty killer kit, especially with that face mask integrated. It just, it allows for one less piece of shit on your body. Yeah. Um, no need for a neck gate or whatever. And actually the, the face mask, my complaint in the past has always been, well, it's always riding around your neck then, or it can't, it's it just kind of in the way. Um, this thing tucks back in the hood really nicely. So you, you don't even know it's there until you need it, uh, which I think is, is just smart engineering on, on the part of our guys on the, on the product side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, anything else out of your guys' camp that's new this year? Yeah, we're going to have a few more things coming out that I'm, I'm going to hold off on talking about just because they're, they're still um, being, uh, put into our uh, essentially into our release calendar so we're waiting on that but you'll you'll start to see stuff um, coming out here in between like uh, mid-june and july essentially for waterfowl which is pretty special 
Um, this is a new category for us. We've developed this type of camouflage that is, um, you know, marsh-based and field-based. Really excited about that. We've been spending a lot of time in the in the wa- waterfowl world last year hunting, and, and that's where a lot of our folks come from is the waterfowl space. So it's almost like a homecoming for a lot of dudes around here. Yeah. Um, a lot of interesting product coming there that's going to solve a lot of problems and, and really sort of uh, forcefully – uh, enter us into this uh, otherwise, you know, a pretty robust category. So I'm excited to get that stuff out to folks. Um, and uh, yeah, more to come on the waterfowl front, but uh, definitely stay in touch on firstlight.com and our social pages to to understand when that stuff's coming. Gotcha. Um, can't tell you how excited I am for that. It's It's been a dream to, to help get developed some of this stuff and, and be a part of the, the outbound content we're making. So. Yeah. So as, you know, as we look at your timeline here, we see that you go from a very specific thing to now you're starting to encompass whitetails, western, waterfowl, turkey, like the outdoors in general. Is that is that the end game then is to just be a one-stop all-inclusive shop? Yeah, that is. You know, and we always get a lot of questions on like, oh, when's like the lifestyle stuff coming and all that. And our, our answer to that all the time is we make high performance hunting apparel for the field, right? That is our, that is the end of the day. That is what we will, we will die on that Hill. Um, that is to me as, as our company, you know, ebbs and flows and changes and grows our ability to solve problems now is, is just, uh, it's robust. And I think it's continuing to, to, um, showcase that you know we're, we're in this we're in this for real and we've got no no signs of slowing down um the one thing i'll say too is what we're what we're trying to accomplish is that if it's if it's a huntable creature we're going to start to make gear for it um and and that to me is a it's a really exciting thing to be a part of because we we have no limits on what we can do we've got great designers and um product developers and and pro team folks that are helping us develop this stuff and yeah, I'm just really excited about where we're sitting right now, and, and the next few years ahead are going to be uh, pretty pretty awesome. Well, that's great. Do you know that there uh, you can hunt pythons in South Florida? I heard about that. I think uh, what's that guy's name? Python Cowboy down there or something like that. Right? <laughs> He's like catching them with dogs and all this. Crazy right, stuff. right. So maybe we got to make him a kit. We need to make him a Python kit. A Python line. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Someday, you never know. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Um, the the last thing that I kind of want to ask is, you know, I think you answered it actually, because I was going to ask that question, you know, like what else, like, is there anything else that you can tell us about the direction or, or what's coming out in the next maybe five years that's going to get people, even if it's just a sentence, like, Hey, if you're into this, just keep an eye out for first light. Yeah, that's a great, great question. And I think like, in in short really what we're looking at is fully integrated systems right from from tip to tail um you know we're going to continue to to explore um how do we change product that we currently make to be even better um and how do we create product essentially out of a need um to uh to build out functional kits that people are going to be really pleased with and that lasts a long time as well that's the that's the biggest thing for us right now is is focusing in on durability and and uh and that storytelling around that and and really coming to the table with with product that's going to change the game continually every day and every year um you know as far as categorically goes there's going to be a lot of development in waterfowl there's going to be a ton of development in western 
Um, and then additionally in whitetail, I think we're just getting going. You know, we have a pretty robust amount of skews specific to whitetail right now, but um, that stuff is going to be uh, the selection ability of, of types of gear and different pieces and things in the next three to four years is, is going to be pretty robust and, and uh, folks are going to be pretty stoked about it, I believe. Awesome. Well, Kevin, man, I really appreciate you taking time to uh, drop some knowledge about about First Light on us. Thank you very much, and uh, good luck hunting turkeys this spring. Hey, thanks so much, man, and, and you as well. And, and it's always a pleasure to be on and chat with you. And if folks have any other questions or whatever, feel free to, to reach out on Instagram. Um, my uh, handle's heavykevy, two underscores on either side. And then um, firstlight.com is going to be your... your uh, your look for uh for all the new stuff coming here in the in the coming weeks